Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith Podcast, we'll talk about excuses. You'll hear about a boy genius, and we'll visit with Jeremy Self. Jeremy is the pastor at the church at Lake Travis. John chapter 5, there is a story of a paralyzed man who had been waiting for more than 35 years by a pool of water that was known for its healing powers. Supposedly, the first one in the water, after it moved in a certain way, would be healed. Here's the story. Now there was in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and it is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? A simple question. Do you want to get well? The man's answer was classic, us, because it is just like us humans to answer in the way the man did. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Instead of just saying yes, he made an excuse. He let Jesus know why he couldn't get in the water. Jesus didn't ask the man why he wasn't well or why he couldn't get in the water. He simply asked, do you want to get well? How many times have you and I answered God's questions in our lives with an excuse? At one of the athletic departments in which I worked, we had shirts with excuses are for losers printed on the front. Later, We had to change to a more politically correct wording. Winners need no excuses. Let's face it, though. However you want to word it, you don't hear the successful spouting excuses. There's no need. Thankfully, Jesus doesn't spend much time listening to our excuses. Jesus said to the man, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now comes the next interesting part of the story. At least it's interesting to me. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But the man replied, The one who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. Instead of being amazed and thankful for the miracle, those who were actually witnessing a miracle focused on the negative. Again, so like us so often. How many times have we set out to do 
that which we know God wants us to do, only to have those around us tell us why we can't or shouldn't. How often have we found ourselves in the crowd of naysayers, telling others why they can't or shouldn't, instead of being encouragers and confidence builders? I have a question for you. Do you want to be fit? What's your answer? Is it a simple yes? Or is it a yes but? Or is it just a flat out excuse? Your road to spiritual and physical fitness begins with a simple yes. You must decide if you want to be fit. Fitness is available to you. The path to a more physically and spiritually fit lifestyle begins with a decision to become more fit. It begins with the simple answer, yes, I I want to be fit. But beware, whenever we make choices to improve ourselves, we will hear the voices of people around us who, for some reason, want to distract us from our decisions, commitments, and goals. We must not listen to them. We must take up our mat and walk, no matter what those around us may say or think. Spiritual fitness is available to you. Physical fitness is available to you. Do you want to be fit? Well, do you? Right now, as you hear those words, you are making a decision. Do you want to live an inspired and energized life full of fitness and faith? Decide wisely. It will make a huge difference in the quality of your life experience. Fitness and Faith Ministries is here to help you. I'm here to help you. No excuses. Winners need no excuses. It's time once again for a little Fitness and Faith Funny. One day, Jimmy got home early from school, and his mom asked, Why are you home so early? He answered, Because I was the only one that raised my hand when the teacher asked a question in my class. She thought, Wow, my son is a genius. Then she asked, What was the question? Jimmy replied, The question was, Who threw the taco at the principal's head? Most of you know I use AdvoCare products. One of my favorites and one of the company's best-selling products is called Spark. Spark is a unique blend of 20 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that work synergistically to give me a healthy and balanced source of energy, mental focus, and alertness. I drink Spark twice a day, every day. There are 10 flavors from which to choose. Cherry, green apple, grape, fruit punch, mandarin orange, pink lemonade, mango strawberry, watermelon, limeade, and blue raspberry. Many of you have decided to make changes in your intake and exertion routines that can cause some fatigue. Spark will give you the, well, spark you need to push through and finish the important tasks of the day and still have energy left to give your family all that they need from you. Get some spark in your life by clicking the link attached to the picture of spark on the fitnessandfaithpodcast.com website. 
Sign up as a preferred customer and receive 20% off all your AdvoCare product orders. Join me. Spark your life. You'll be glad you did. Today we are joined by Jeremy Self, the lead pastor at the church at Lake Travis. That's just a little west of Austin, Texas. Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be a part. Please tell us a little bit about the church at Lake Travis and your role there. Yeah, the church at Lake Travis is a community church. and We love the community of Lakeway and Bee Cave and Spicewood where we get to serve. And we have been here for six years. Uh, we started the church and we meet at Lake Travis High School on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. And we're a growing church and looking forward to what God will do and the community through us. I'm surprised y'all can get in Lake Travis High School during football season. You know, there's too much going on around there. I think they've won like six state championships in the last 10 years. That's right. And hopefully another one on uh, this year. I think, what, two or three more games to go. Three more games. Well, can you give us a little of your background and how you ended up in ministry? Sure, yeah. So I didn't grow up in a Christian home like a lot of folks uh, who go into ministry did. Um, my mom and dad were um, not churched, and so I didn't end up starting to go to church until I was about 17 years old. A friend of mine was killed in a car accident, and I started questioning matters of eternity, and ended up going to church where my football team chaplain was the pastor. And through that experience, I ended up coming to faith in Christ and then ultimately uh, felt like God wanted me to do something for him. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that that meant uh, ministry or what that would look like. Um, So I went to college and ended up uh, transferring to a Christian college about a year in and ended up getting a degree in pastoral ministry and working uh, five years down in South Florida as a associate pastor on staff at a church and then got my master's degree at Dallas Theological Seminary and uh, then moved to Austin to start the church. Now, you said you were down in Florida. Is that where you're from? No, I just got hired at a church down there, and uh, I was from southeast Texas and had moved to Tennessee where I went to college and then uh, met my wife. She was from Birmingham, Alabama, and then uh, her children's pastor had gotten a senior pastor job down in South Florida, and he uh, had known her and consequently knew me and invited us to come down and serve on his staff. Awesome. Where where in southeast Texas? Uh, Vider is where I grew up. I know where that is. I have some family that's down in Jasper, so... Yeah, my dad lives in Jasper, so. Really? Um, Well, can you describe your physical journey for us? How did fitness become important to you? Yeah, you know, I think like a lot of us, uh, you know, I played high school sports and really, you know, enjoyed that. Uh, Then got into college and got married and had kids and kind of let all that fitness stuff fall to the wayside and. Uh, I ran, around the birth of our second son, I think it was just shortly after, I went on a 
a seven day, uh, excuse me, a 21 day uh, fast. And it was amazing how good I felt during that fast. And that ultimately made me realize and evaluate what I was putting into my body and like, wow, I'm, I'm really uh, doing my body harm and really preventing myself from having the maximum amount of energy that I could have if I would eat the right things and, and obviously treat my body better. And so uh, I actually ended up, I, I felt so good, in fact, that I went and got uh, allergy tested, like to see if I had food allergies, to see, you know, because I'm like, man, if I'm eating so bad that uh, that something's impacting my body to make me feel that bad, then I'm, I must, you know, have some kind of allergy. Come to find out, I didn't have any allergies. I just wasn't eating the right thing. So, uh, so that kind of started it. Um, now, then, when, when you talk about a fast, uh, a, I think a bunch of people don't understand that. They think that a fast is you don't eat anything. Uh, so, what yeah. what kind of fast was that? Yeah. So. Um, for that particular fast, I, I went seven days with nothing but water, and then for the remaining 14 days to be able to provide a little bit of nutrients to my body, I drink uh, juices. So um, just, you know, concentrate juice, apple juice, uh, clear liquids, and uh, try to stay away from super acidic stuff just so it doesn't mess with your stomach, but, um, you know, uh, there is a, a website that is, um, uh, it's Campus Crusades website. They have a link on how to fast, and they actually have a little booklet they'll send you for free about seven steps to fasting, and in that booklet, it'll kind of walk out. There's there's several kinds of fast. There's, there's that, what I did, which is you know, the seven days was a complete fast uh, with just water only. Others, there's there's a juice fast. There's partial fast, which some people call a Daniel fast. You know, where you have vegetables and nuts, um, but you avoid meat and you avoid uh, obviously dairy and avoid uh, any kind of um, bread or as as the scripture talks about Daniel you know, abstaining from those things that brought pleasure right. in in that context. So, um, and then, of course, there are all different kinds of fasts, doing without uh, technology or doing without uh, certain kinds of uh, pleasures in your life, whether it be coffee or wine or whatever it is, you know, so. Well, it's interesting. I've had several people mention some different kind of fasts, different kinds of changes to their eating plans. And all of them talked about the significant difference they felt after a little while, how much better they felt. And you talked about you thought you might be allergic to something. And the truth is, our bodies are kind of, you know, allergic is not the real word, but so much of the stuff we put in us is poisoning our system. It's just not good for us. Um, And sometimes it takes something like a fast for us to just realize that. Yeah, absolutely. I always say a fast is just a great reset for your for your system, right. and it, it's a it's a powerful tool. We 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 
don't just fast for physical reasons. Obviously, you know, when, when we're fasting, we're seeking God. And I, I say it also is kind of like a, a T1 line to heaven whenever we get fasting and we, we're focused on the Lord. So we can really hear from him and clarify, you know, kind of declutter the thinking of our mind. So. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. Why do you think both the physical and spiritual development are important for us? Well, I think it fundamentally comes down to Scripture. Uh, when the Apostle Paul says that your bodies are not your own, but they've been bought with a price, and that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, I think it's so important to have that biblical foundation to say, you know what, the way that I treat my body really is informed by Scripture, that I should treat it in an honorable way, and, you know, um, I just think that's super important. Well, what is your favorite form of exertion? How do you personally get yourself fit? Yeah, so, you know, uh, I like to lift heavy things, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, some people say, well, what do you, you know, what do you do to, to, to train, to exert yourself? And I say, I lift weights. And then they say, well, what do you do for cardio? And I say, well, I lift weights faster. Right. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the, the specific way that I train. Um, and I, I train about uh, five or six days a week and uh, enjoy enjoy lifting weights and, and, uh, and moving. So. Now, do you do that on your own, or are you part of uh, CrossFit-type stuff? Um, yeah, great question. Yeah, so uh, about five years ago, uh, my wife and I joined a CrossFit gym, and we uh, we end up, ended up enjoying that type of activity. And uh, so, yeah, I've been CrossFitting now for about five years, and uh, about three years ago, I got certified. And uh, I became a trainer, and so I ended up uh, working at our gym a couple of times a week and coach a couple of classes. My wife also coaches a couple of classes, and uh, so that's kind of become a, a big family thing for us. Every every Saturday morning, 9.30, we, bring, we have five kids, so we take our four boys and our daughter, and we go and we all have community workout together uh, with other people, other families from the community. Super fun. I've had several guests that have mentioned CrossFit. I've had, uh, you mentioned earlier, your upbringing spiritually and and where you kind of caught on spiritually. Uh, One of the things I like about doing this podcast, I meet so many people with so many different backgrounds. None of it seems to be the same. But one common denominator I've found is that people have... Their their physical routine when they involve other people and are around other people actually ends up connecting with the spiritual too and and just almost family with those people you're working out with. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. I think that is such a important part of our experience that we some of my best friends now are part of the gym and we go to the same class at five thirty in the morning and we train together and we've developed friendships. Now we go hunting together and fishing together and running together on the weekends and, uh, for sure. And I would add that 
in a very real sense, my wife sees that as a mission field for us. Right. That we're developing intentional relationships with people that are outside of the church. And that's a super important part for us. It sure is. What about your favorite way to work on your spiritual self? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a just regular, faithful Bible reader. Um, one of the things that I've struggled with over the years is that, you know, you can get into a rut or whatever with your Bible reading plan and you kind of figure, what, what am I going to do next? And one of the things that I've done this year that's been so powerful for me is I, I bought a, a paperback chronological Bible. And the reason that I got a, a hard copy was because oftentimes when I get on the phone in the morning or whatever, before I, when I would go to YouVersion to read on the Bible app, I'm getting distracted by emails or Facebook updates or whatever. And so I get that hard copy, I open it up, and just spend some time reading God's Word. And I love how the Word speaks to me through His Word. I've, I've actually had some people complain about my blog study that, that I have online. I do a little thing once a week. And at the end, I have things to do. And it's basically things to look up. And I've had people complain and say, well, you don't put the verses down there because I'll tell them to, you know, look up stuff that has to do with such and such. And and they don't get it that I'm actually wanting them to go into their Bible and find that <laughs> stuff. That's so, so good. I think some of the regulars are, are figuring it out now. Nice. Well, do you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share with us? Man, my favorite verse comes from Ephesians chapter 4, uh, and it's the last verse of the chapter, and it says to be kind and compassionate towards one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I love that Bible verse because I think it encapsulates the gospel toward, from for Christ loving, forgiving us, and it kind of captures the great commandment of loving God and others in one verse, and I, I love that verse. I like that too. I always tell people, this has been brought up in several of the podcasts, a lot of people turn back to that loving God and loving others. I feel like that is what we're here for, that God made us so that he could love us and that we could love him and love others. That's uh, the bottom uh, line. Absolutely. I actually use that verse when I proposed to my wife. Really? <laughs> I said, hey, um, when we go through difficult times, I know that uh, we've got to have something that is bigger than ourselves that we look back on, and this verse reminds me that we need to be com- kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave us. And so I, I said, not only do we need forgiveness, and then the next verse goes on, and it talks about how Christ gave himself and how we need to give ourselves to one another. So, um, yeah, that's a, a fond memory for me. So in your proposal, you are already asking her to forgive you for all your Absolutely. That was, a good, exactly. that was a good plan. <laughs> yes, and daily. Have to go back to that. So. Well, we are all imperfect human beings. How about a favorite quote? 
Yeah, man. You know, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Maxwell fan. John Maxwell is a big leadership guru, and and I just think that uh, he talks about the 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 idea that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Right. So that's the that's the quote. Yeah, I would say that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. I'm a big John Maxwell guy too. I'm uh, you know I went through their uh, coaching program and that's awesome. Uh, so I would advise anybody who has not heard of him to check out some books uh, that he's written because he's written about forty really good ones. Absolutely, and I would highly recommend the book that he wrote a couple of years ago, Intentional Living. Correct. I think re- regardless of what industry you're in or what kind of uh, phase of life you're in, if you can catch a vision for living an intentional life, and I think Maxwell walks that out so well, if you can do that, then the rest of your life is going to be so much more powerful. That is a great book, and I've given that book to quite a few people. As a matter of fact, when this airs in a few weeks, I will... Make sure that there is a link to that book on our website at fitnessandfaithpodcast.com so that people can get a hold of that. Awesome. Well, the million-dollar question. If you could only put one thing on a T-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every single day, what would that be? Man, I think it would be to connect with Jesus and other people connect with Jesus and other people. Uh, That would be my admonition for everyone that they would be able to know their, their, their best life is going to be when they connect with Jesus and other people. Relationships. That's it. That, that main one and, and all those other ones that are around us. And, And you mentioned those relationships several times today while we've been talking. So important that we connect with people. Speaking of connecting, how can people connect with you? Yeah, uh, people can connect with me on Twitter, uh, at Jeremy Self. They can connect with me on Facebook uh, just by searching Jeremy Self. And uh, they can connect with me uh, via our church website at churchlt.com. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you being with us today and sharing some things with our listeners um, good luck with your work there in Lake Travis. Uh, are y'all planning on trying to get out of the high school in the next couple of years? Or absolutely, that's our plan. We are about 150 people now, and we're planning by the time we get to 300 to be moving on and getting our own place. So, that's thanks for thanks for your encouragement. Well, that sounds great. And again, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Check out the website at fitnessandfaithministries.org where you will find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Please use the contact page to send us your Fitness and Faith Funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. We'd also appreciate you sharing this podcast. You never know when a few words of Fitness and Faith encouragement might make a significant impact in someone's life. 
Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith Podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith.